Welcome to today's software and electronics podcast brought to you by Market Scale. I'm Sean Heath. Today's Sean Versation is with Ryan Moore, the brand manager for HZO. Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. So do me a favor. Tell me a little bit about the history of HZO and how you came to be with the company, please. Yeah, so HZO, the elevator pitch essentially is it is a waterproofing company. We work with manufacturers to apply a waterproof microns thin waterproof coating on the inside of an electronic. So typically you think of trying to keep water outside of a device. We can actually let water inside of a device, but it's all the internal components that are protected. So that's that's the technology. HGO was founded in 2011 um, here in Salt Lake City. The technology had been acquired by another local company named Zag. Zag makes protective accessories for smartphones and tablets. So you think about like cases, screen protectors, and so they were they were drawn to HGO technology. They thought it would be something that they could commercialize the technology for people to be able to send in their, their phones and have them waterproofed. But quickly it became apparent that the waterproofing technology was much more suited for application during manufacturing instead of doing an aftermarket and could make a big impact on devices coming out. And so from there in 2012, um, HGO made their first public debut at the Consumer Electronics Show, CES in Vegas. And then I had been doing some marketing work how I came into it is I had been doing some marketing work at Zag and learned about HZO and joined the company full-time in February of 2012. If you can waterproof the internal electronics of a device, could we actually find ourselves in a scenario where I want to put my phone in a bowl of cold water in order to cool the internal electronics as processing power increases? That sounds crazy, right? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that would be possible. I mean, there's already liquid cooling systems out there, but I mean, we go to trade shows with our demo devices. We bring the same units, like we'll, we'll waterproof a phone or a Raspberry Pi computer, and we'll leave it in there for hours upon hours, and it definitely does the job and keeps it all protected. Now, waterproofing is not a new technology, but the levels of quality and the the varied applications are pretty new. It's a technology that's growing pretty rapidly. Where have you seen recently the most growth? Like what segments do you find are, are most excited when it comes to the possibilities of HEO technology? Yeah, so HEO has really been focused on consumer electronics, like I said now. That's what we've primarily been focused on, but we're starting to branch out into a lot of other industries as well. So the great thing is, is, is like I said, waterproofing has been around for a while, but it's just different methods of doing it. Typically, it would be mechanical seals or gaskets trying to keep water outside of a device. And that's and that's been limited here and there. But with this next generation of, of microns thin coatings, we're really able to apply it on on any sorts of things. And so we've, we've worked with, like I said, consumer electronic brands. We're also branching out into automotive, LED signage, medical applications, a lot of IoT, so sensors, biofeedback. Really, the, the possibilities are endless. Now, a few years ago, somebody, not me, but if somebody dropped their phone, say, I don't know, in a large pot of hypothetical soup on the stove. <laughs> it's very, very general, yes. And yes, yes. It's uh, I like to speak in generalities. And they pull that phone out of the soup and they wipe it off and they put it in a bowl of rice, that phone's probably still dead. Now, the expectation would be, yeah, it's fine. Rub it, wipe it off. It's fine. How in the world did we get here? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, waterproofing and electronics has typically been a niche application, uh, usually only found on ruggedized devices. So you would go out there and, and specifically choose something that was waterproof. But what we've seen in the last couple of years are two trends. The first being that 
devices are getting lighter, thinner, and more portable. Uh, people go everywhere with them. That means the, the sweaty gym, going out in the rain, playing by the pool, cooking soup, again, just generally, even the bathroom. I mean, I go to a lot of trade shows, and I have heard dozens of stories of people losing their phones in the toilet, in the sink, everywhere. And it's because um, they're easy to take everywhere. They're, they're always glued to our hands. And so that's the, the one trend um, is, is devices getting thinner and lighter and more portable. Because of the miniaturization of the electronics and people taking them everywhere, people expect them to be protected. So you talked about your hypothetical about the phone example. Um, a couple of years ago, flagship phones didn't really offer any sort of water protection. Um, that kind of changed when Sony came out with a phone that had waterproof capabilities. And when I say waterproof capabilities, I'm talking about IP rating, so ingress protection like IP65 or IP67 or IPX7. Those are all ratings that you can, it's not just a splash protection. That means they can be fully submerged. And consumers took notice. The The Sony phones started becoming more and more popular. And then shortly after that, Samsung released the Galaxy S5, and it had a waterproof rating. And then eventually, uh, Apple got on the bandwagon with the iPhone 7 that claimed an IP rating of, of water protection. And so a couple of years ago, like I said, waterproofing was just a, you had to kind of hunt for it. Now you're hard pressed to find a flagship phone that doesn't have um, water protection built into it. People come to expect it just like they expect a charging cable in the box. So you talk about, about waterproofing and you mentioned Sony and I know that you guys have done work with Motorola. I found out something really interesting that I guess I never really thought of. Is sweat really that dangerous? I mean, gross, yeah, but is it really that dangerous? It's just a little water, right? Yeah, no, it, it's actually worse than water because of the salt content in it. It can actually be more corrosive. Salt water is worse for electronics than fresh water um, just because it helps build up that corrosion a lot faster. And typically when you have a device fail from water exposure, it's either going to be short circuiting or just build up a corrosion. Short circuiting happens very fast. Corrosion takes some time. So for example, drop your phone in the pool, you pull it out, you immediately think it's okay, you keep using it. As the electronics are still working inside, it's causing corrosion to build up and, and there's a good chance that it'll stop working in a couple hours, a couple days. So here's the tip, kids. If you're going to take your devices to the beach, Make sure it's a beach at a lake, not a beach on the coast. Yes, that's good advice. So I want to talk about, you mentioned the Internet of Things. Our phones, as you have said, are with us all the time. They are a constant companion. They are a part of us to a degree. The Internet of Things is leveraging that. Everything is connected, whether it's in our hand or not, it's connected to us. It might be across the room. It might be upstairs. There's a, a blend or a meld that is happening that segment's growing really fast. It's going to keep on going as technology continues to speed up and improve. Where did HDO really start with the Internet of Things? Where do you see this going? Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of companies inquire into our technology. One of our clients um, that we've been happy to work with is a company in Europe uh, out of France called Natatmo. A lot of people in the U.S. haven't heard of them, but I recently attended the IFA show in Germany. It's kind of a, a German CES, and, and they were all over the place there. And I could see them coming into the States um, fairly soon, becoming more and more popular. But they are your typical home security and home automation company. And they came to us with a, a beautifully designed outdoor camera, security camera that anyone can install at their home or their place of business. 
But obviously, the minute you get outdoors with electronics, things need to be protected from not just fresh water like splashes, but we're talking about rain, we're talking about snow, we're talking about salt fog, humidity. And so we were able to offer them a great solution of a micron thin coating, our HGO protection coating on there that was able to offer them the protection that they needed. So outdoor security cameras, um, sensors, telecom infrastructure, cameras, all those things that are as we build that Internet of Things, both inside and out, a lot of times they need that protection from the elements. And again, not just, just water, but, but the environment, corrosive chemicals and materials as well. All right. So at this point, I, I want to change the actual definition of the phrase Internet of Things, and I want to add something to that. And I want to add an item that is outdoors 99% of its lifespan, and that's our cars. So I want to talk about how our cars are becoming part of that Internet of Things. They're becoming connected. They're becoming more constant. We spend a lot of time in our cars, and our cars spend a lot of time in an environment where they need to be protected. Can you tell me, without getting either of us in trouble by giving away too many secrets, can you tell me a little bit about the automotive industry and some possible strides that could be made with regard to automotive, not just consumer, but industrial? I would imagine that interstate trucking, transportation at all levels, for example, maybe a ship that happens to be surrounded by water, those seem to be environments where HGO is, you guys are custom made for that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Just as we saw the, the trends with consumer electronics getting smaller and, and becoming more portable, we're seeing a huge shift in, in not only automotive, but you hit the nail on the head in transportation in general, um, aerospace, marine, things like that especially in automotive, there is a big change into electronic vehicles and also um, autonomous vehicles and all the sensors that come with those. We're really expanding right now. Like I said, we're building our presence in the consumer electronics, but we're branching out into these other ones, and we're really excited about automotive. Um, we've been able to work with some companies and our products. Unfortunately, we can't talk about them, what's out there right now, but we're actually on some products right now, helping to protect the next generation of, of automotive technology as well. So cameras, sensors, engine components, you name it. I, I always like to say an electronic is an electronic. No matter the application, it needs, it needs protection from, from water and from corrosive chemicals like gasoline and, and antifreeze and all those those components and and our our micron thin coating can can protect against those so it's it's a really good solution for not only the automotive industry today but where it's going in the future I have one more question. Uh, it's a personal favor I want to ask. I'm asking for a friend, of course. If we were to go back to our hypothetical phone-in soup situation, if you are able to protect an electronics device, which is highly sensitive, is there a chance, Ryan, that you could put in a little note to somebody to get me maybe a shirt that doesn't um, let soup stick to it? That's a good question. Um, unfortunately, our, our coating, although it's microns thin, when it comes to fabric, it's we consider it microns thick um, because it's a it's a barrier coating. So it doesn't apply as well to, to fabrics and textiles. It's it's best on rigid surfaces such as uh, circuit boards and batteries and components like that. Um, and so we are looking into future applications um, as wearable smart shirts and textiles become more of a mainstream exciting topic. We are working on solutions for that. But currently, yeah, we're, unfortunately, I can't help you with that shirt, whereas we're focused on the circuit boards at this time. 
That was a lot of talking, but what I heard was not a no. I heard a not right now. To quote one of my favorite movies of all times, I'm going to say one word to you, plastics. <laughs> Maybe I get a shirt made out of recycled soda bottles, and then I bring it to you, and then we maybe we go from there. Just an idea, two guys talking. Yeah, let's talk offline for sure. Let's see what we can work out. Absolutely. Hey, Ryan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time for me today. It's been really interesting to get to hear some of the, the cool things that HZO is working on. And once again today, I've been speaking with Ryan Moore, the brand manager for HZO. Ryan, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hope you have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you again down the road. You too.